guys, this is Desi and welcome to my podcast, Candle in a Dark Room. We are starting season two and we are here with Bethany and Tamika. Hey guys. On this episode, we really just wanted to get in here and talk about a lot of different things. Uh, to start, we want to kind of recap season one and talk about, you know, the things that were our favorite, our favorite episodes, things like that. So to start... Season one was a kind of a trial run and we were figuring things out. You know, none of us are very tech savvy. We've never done this before. (laughs) I have never done anything like this before. So it was kind of up in the air with certain things. Like we would have an episode out three weeks in a row and then we wouldn't have one for like three weeks. Things (laughs) like that. Uh, So season two is going to be a lot more organized. We have learned a lot. We've um, you know, got better equipment. A lot of different things have changed. So season two is really going to be, be like a big change, a difference. What do you guys think about how season one went and the difference compared to like now and what we're doing now? I think like you said, just more organized. Um, already having a lot of content recorded for this season. Right. Ready to, you know, launch it and just be out there. I think that's a huge change. So that'll be awesome. Yeah, I think as far as technology goes too, we have upped our gear yeah a lot <laughs> from a little like ball what was a it little, the, was it called the snowball or something some, like that little little tiny mac. yeah something ma- some type of mac that we were just like doing in our room compared <laughs> to now um I think just seeing the impact that we did have from season one it kind of like pushed us in a way that we weren't expecting mm-hmm. yeah and just be like okay now we're really going in we're really gonna get this yeah. season well I think when I first came out with, with the first episode I really had no idea what to expect yeah. and I definitely did not think it was gonna like blow up you know my first episode was at almost 3,000 in the first like couple weeks yeah. and I was not expecting that and so you know I thought people just I knew were to listen like I didn't realize it was gonna get like across the country yeah oh, cool. exactly and so yeah like Bethany said I think the impact even considering how kind of all over the place we were and trying to figure things out we did make a huge difference you know we had a lot of people we've had a lot of people reach out to us and tell us how much the podcast has helped them and help them helped them like be brave enough to come out with their story mm-hmm. and ready to share. And I think that that's what our the purpose is in Candle and Dark Room. And so, you know, again, considering everything that we were figuring out, I think that we've done a really good job. Um, we also had our podcast launch that went really well at Lady so Bird fun. Society. Unfortunately, they are no longer open, but that was a really awesome experience. We became really good friends with Bikers Against Child Abuse. We've done some work with them now. Um, we've had some really awesome guests. We've talked about things that I didn't even think we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And just it's just really opened doors for a lot of things. I've gotten some speaking gigs that I never expected to get that I'm you know going to be starting this year. Just a lot of different things are coming out of this podcast than we expected. Um, It's no longer just a podcast. It is a business, a nonprofit organization in the works. We're just basically waiting for the final, you know, whatever they do, whatever the (laughs) state does to finalize it. Um, But yeah, that is the goal in the next couple months is to be officially a nonprofit organization, uh, which I wanted to explain to you guys a couple things that we will be offering with that. The first one is I, myself, and my team will be going to court with victims of any type of trauma, whether it's domestic, sexual, um, whatever the situation is, and we will go anywhere around the country to help you go through the stages of basically fighting against your perpetrator in court. Um, Not just, you know, going to court and then by good luck and leave them. We will help you go through kind of the long process of healing through the trauma And I also offer a healing through trauma course now where I sit down with you one-on-one a couple times a week. We talk, we go through the different stages of healing through the trauma and really just get emotional and raw. But at the end of it, it is super helpful. Um, I've already done it with a couple women and it has been like life-changing for them. And so that's a couple things that we're offering. Also, you know, people that have been in traumatizing situations and are trying to get out of them, you know, whether they're going to court or not, they can reach out to us and we will help them find somewhere to live, somewhere safe to be, um, give them different resources, whether it's therapy, no matter what the situation, you know, even rehab, you know, things like that. We want to help as much as possible. Um, So that is kind of our ultimate goal. 
Um, also, again, I want to start speaking to law enforcement about sexual violence and how it affects, you know, people's behavior. And so how sometimes that can get them in a lot of trouble. I want to start ta talking to schools. I want to go to conferences, things like that. So again, hopefully this is something that start started in my basically my bedroom and ends up being something really a lot bigger than even we ever expected. So, uh, let's see. Also, I wanted to talk about just a couple things that did go on the last year. We launched a uh, candle and dark room in March of 2019. And we've had a lot of stuff kind of happen within this year. It's <laughs> been a hell of a year to, yeah. to say the least. Like mm -hmm. that's you know, obviously keeping it very light. Um, but for example, you know, if you listen to my podcast season one, episode eight, you heard about the new things that I uh, found out about my old stepfather, how he was stalking me for a very long time, had pictures of me and a lot of other things that happened. Um, now that is something that is in the works that I have to still go to court for, testify, do kind of my victim statement and all of that. So that's been something that's been kind of hard for not only myself, but my entire family um, that we're kind of trying to figure out since the day we found out. Cause it's, it's something that when you have been traumatized and you have gone through the healing, but then you kind of feel like you were punched in the gut and taken mm -hmm. 10 steps back. And so I kind of took a minute off of, you know, social media, candle dark room and really had to get my mental health back to a good place because it was triggering and I'm not going to act like it wasn't and act like everything was okay. You know, I went into kind of a dark hole for a couple of weeks and, um, it was hard, but I, again, had to, I had to remind myself that I do not want him to have that power over me anymore. And so I got back up and, you know, here we are, I'm going to continue to fight for it. So that way I can fight for myself and for other people who could be hurt by him. Um, and hopefully he gets put away for a really long time. So that is one, um, you know, because of what happened with my stepfather, it has affected some of my family's mental health. You know, they've gone, had really bad anxiety, depression, things like that. So we dealt with a few pretty big incidents with a couple family members who were really struggling because of the new information we found out. You know, uh, a lot of people ask me like, well, I think a lot of people are get confused that it, the trauma and sexual abuse and sexual assault affect just the victim mm -hmm. where, I don't know, there's a thing that's specifically called secondary trauma mm -hmm. because it affects other members of your family. Even though it didn't happen to them, it still can affect their mental health. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really important to be aware of. The next thing is... In, it is now April, and in February, my dad, I told you guys last year that my dad, or last season, excuse me, that my dad was diagnosed with stage four stomach cancer. Um, he was doing really well for a while, gained his weight back, uh, moved back to Utah from Arizona, and we thought, you know, things were kind of going for the better. Well, in December, he kind of started going downhill again. And, um, I'm sad to say that on February 17th, he actually passed away. So that has been my world honestly has kind of flipped upside down. I, again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm okay. And I've been okay. I've had a lot of trauma, brain thoughts and things like that come back into my head. Um, a lot of triggers, you know, it's my depression has been kind of up in the air. Um, it's good for the most part, but I, for the first few weeks after he passed away, I was worried about like myself and I honestly didn't really know how I was going to continue dealing with this pain. Um, it's something that if you've dealt, if you've lost a parent, you understand if you haven't, you know, losing a grandparent and all those things, don't get me wrong. It's horrible, but losing a parent is something completely different. It's something I've never felt before. Um, it's brought up, like I said, a lot of different emotions, anger, sadness, hopelessness. Like it's brought up a lot of different things. And so, yeah, dealing with that has been a lot. Um, I want to actually do a specific episode about that where I'll answer more questions that people have. I know I've gotten a lot of messages about that because people have been concerned about me, but I'm okay. I have a really good support system, but that is something that has turned our entire family's world upside down. And so that is something we are still, you know, it's 
still new. It's only been two months that we're dealing with. I have to commend you, though, because I feel like you've dealt with it really well as far as dealing with the emotions and mm-hmm. facing the emotions and making sure that you are feeling them and mm-hmm. acknowledging them because I know that can be hard. Sometimes. Yeah, Especially that's definitely been line, new. Your family, your kids, this podcast and everything, mm-hmm. trying to like push it away could be an easier outlet for you, but right. you actually stopped and like tried to handle that. So you got to give yourself props for that. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that this is the first time I've actually dealt with a trauma while it's happening don't get me wrong I actually you know sometimes have to remind myself I'll I will try to sweep it under the rug but very quickly because I think I've learned I I know myself better now that I know that that's not going to last long and so I have you know I have my moments where I literally crawl in the ball and just lose it in the middle of the night and just ball my eyes out and you know yell and pray and you know all those different emotions come up but I think it's a good thing you know that's kind of my new motto is you have to feel it to heal it. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of something that's been super hard to deal with again, because I'm not that type of person. I like to numb my pain. I like to ignore it. I like to pretend like everything's okay. But unfortunately this situation, there was no, there's been no like shelter for me to hide under. And that again, it's been hard, but I am grateful that I've been able to kind of feel it and go through it even though sometimes I feel like I'm failing, um, you know, it's hard. We don't give ourselves enough grace. I feel like sometimes, especially in these situations where you're kind of on this pedestal of like helping with healing and trauma. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of put yourself there Yeah, and then it's kind of hard for you to be like, okay, well I am still going to deal with trauma as well so I can help people, but I also have to. Yeah. I remember you're human too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with the, with the stuff that happened with my old stepdad and then this, it was like that. It was like, wait, I'm supposed to be the help. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to be helping people through this. What the heck is happening? Like, how is this happening again? You know, this kind of stuff happening to me again. So yeah, like I said, we'll get in a more deeper episode about that because it, there's a lot of different like things that you could talk about with grief. And I think it's important to talk about, but, um, kind of on a funny, not so funny. Well, it's funny when you think about it because it's just kind of weird and ironic how this like year has been. So obviously everybody in the entire like world is dealing with this. But you guys, this corona, my my son, my or my daughter, excuse me, she calls it the corona. So like the corona. Mima doesn't have the rona. Mima doesn't have the corona. Like she just doesn't under like it's just so funny how she calls it like some weird it's like thing. A person. Yeah, the corona. I my son how to say coronavirus like, yeah. like Cardi B. Yes, really the Presley does the same thing. Coronavirus. <laughs> The other day she did, I was dying. She does it, yeah. Oh, yeah, she did it to you the other day. Yeah, Tamika was here. She was walking around the house. Coronavirus, like so funny. But no, like on a serious note, it's been intense. Yeah, Yeah. on a serious note, it's been intense. And here's another thing that I'll add in is this literally happened. So my dad died in February 17th. The coronavirus hit like March 1st or something Mm -hmm. crazy. So I had. You know, myself, my stepmom, my de- my um, brother, my sister, you know, all of us had been dealing with this with my dad. And we were obviously already struggling. I wasn't leaving the house. Like, I literally don't think I went outside for, like, over two weeks. And then we get hit with this corona stay-at-home thing. You have to stay at home. And, <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, someone who deals with mental health, like, it's been, it has sucked. Mm, and hard. again, I know it sucks for everybody, but if you deal with depression and anxiety, one, my anxiety has been through the freaking yin yang. Like it has been yeah. through the roof. I have never had anxiety so much. And not even necessarily because I'm scared to get the coronavirus, yeah. but more because like I hate not having control. Yeah. And again, it all, I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. We do not have control over anything right now. We don't have a control whether or not we are able to go into the mall. We don't have control whether or not we're able to walk into a restaurant or go to the park with our kids or, you know, anything like that. And it's so hard because we've lived in America our whole life, obviously. Like, we've had freedom forever. (laughs) And all of a sudden, like, we don't right now. It's just been hard because I feel like I've been suffocating. And a lot... Yeah, I I don't... I love... I'm kind of a homebody. Yeah, I was saying... But not to have the choice. But what I'm told... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, okay, I don't care if I'm going to stay home. I'll probably stay home for weeks if I didn't have anything going on. That doesn't bother me. But you tell me to stay home? Uh, (laughs) Screw you. I do not want to be home. I think about it. It's like, 
all the stuff at Target that I could be looking at. Yeah. Yes. Or like, not even buying. Or if you, even though Target's open, oh, you go, true. like, you're secretly feel like you're being judged because people are like, how dare she be shopping right now? She's like, not wearing a mask? Yeah, she's not wearing a mask. Yeah. She's not sanitizing. Like, how is she not, like, why is she here, you know? And this is not essential shopping right now. Yeah. And so, yeah, you feel like you're kind of secretly being judged by anything. Or um, washing your hands. Okay, do you guys have washing your hands, like, secret battles in the ba- like a public bathroom oh my gosh i would uh, i would be at work and like someone else would be washing their hands and it's like yeah i'm gonna do my 20 seconds but i was like but what if they're like still washing their hands like, do i should i still be washing my hands like <laughs> am i, I know, being judged if i stop at 19 yeah, seconds exactly <laughs> no for real <laughs> yeah it's just been crazy and it's been like i said it's been hard the depression has definitely tried to creep in a couple of times um i i have pictures that i'll put i could i can post eventually but i basically remodeled my entire house. Um, Bethany's helped me with some of it. You know, I literally remodeled my entire kitchen, the entire upstairs, repainted every single wall. You guys, my cupboards were brown and they are now like super white and (laughs) all of them, my island, like everything. So I have been remodeling for the last three weeks. And I think that honestly has helped keep me sane. Yeah, because it was crappy weather, like, too. stay busy. This is, like, the perfect time to mm-hmm. work on that done. home stuff. Well, like Nick has said, yeah, all the stuff that I've been trying to get this dude to do for, like, five years. And <laughs> he's are. never had the time. Well, there's no excuse now. <laughs> yeah. And so now I feel like, well, that's another thing, too, is I feel like I had to do it. Because if not, like, people are going to judge me. Like, you've been home for three weeks and you, you still – Or you've been home for two months and you still haven't done crap. So I kind of feel like I didn't have a choice either. Um, but, yeah, so – Again, it's been, there's been lots of things that have been good, which has been, you know, I've been actually able to spend time with my family. Mm -hmm. Um, Right when my dad got really sick again in December, I quit my job because I felt like I needed to be more available to him and to, and for, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of got in a funk of like, well, I have nothing going for me anymore. Like I feel kind of useless, you know, Mm -hmm. I was a crisis worker and all that for so long that I kind of, it was really hard. It kind of took a little bit of my identity mm-hmm. um I've now come to terms with like I'm glad I did it because now I can focus on my real goal which yeah. is you know candle a dark room and getting it to be bigger than what it is right. um but yeah so like I was struggling with this whole coronavirus because I was like what am I gonna do I don't have a job I'm stuck in the house you know it just was really it was really hard for a while my kids. have to homeschool my five <laughs> and seven year old which if they were teenagers it'd be different but yeah. five and seven year old try to get you have to do everything no you literally like they have the attention span of a freaking squirrel my son can read for like two minutes and then he's, I don't even have the attention span right drop the things around like nope and yet they're supposed good. to do it for a couple hours a day uh no I it literally wasn't it's an entire fight every single morning to first of all get him to wake up in time <laughs> like I'd rather and, you repeat this grade than to fight for the rest <laughs> of the freaking for real year. like I cannot yeah <laughs> and so yeah it's just been um but like again the good thing is I have spent a lot of quality time with my kids yeah. that I didn't have for about two years I I was constantly, Beth knows, because she helped with my kids. I was, like, going crazy. Like, I would literally work until midnight, come home, sleep three, four hours, get up with crews to go to school, you know, all kinds of things. And it just started getting really overwhelming. And so, if anything, this has kind of been a really big eye-opener. Of, or like, a blessing in disguise. Yeah, a blessing oh, in disguise. And even though it has its moments when it sucks, like, I'm grateful that I'm able to just, like, go sit in the backyard on the tramp with my daughter and have a sandwich and just like yeah. hang out with them and, and like, not feel timed. Health wise. Like we have it. None of us have had yeah. it. Yes. Thank mean? goodness. Yeah. That's a good thing too. Yeah. We, we don't want our kids to be having to deal with it. Oh no. Yeah. Like my poor kids, they didn't leave the house. I swear for like three weeks straight. My yeah. poor daughter was my going crazy. My son has not like besides he, the only places he's been is my car and then, like, my house, then your house. Yeah. Like, funny. he has not gone in the store or anything. Nope. I'm same like, with so my scared. kids. Yeah. No, nope. same with my kids. They haven't been in a store. They haven't. The only place they've been is my mom's. And, like, outside. Like, honestly, they haven't been that far. And, obviously, my car. Like, we yeah, can go get a yeah, cheeseburger. Yeah. But, yeah, they haven't not even been anywhere else. school, else. too, has been traumatizing for them all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. They, they lost all their friends. Day, yeah, one day they just can't go to school. And then it's like, oh, you're not going back to school for the rest of the year. It's like, That's crazy. Right. And then the new year they start and they get new friends, like, a new yeah, teacher, a new yeah. class. Like, everything's new. So it was All of a sudden, one day they just woke up and things were changed. Yeah. That's crazy. And, obviously, again, because our kids, Beth, like, dealing with this other boss too it's also made it hard with nightmares and everything else so yeah there's been a like I said there has been a lot going on um but the icing on the cake (laughs) 
let's just throw this in there because again, it's oh, been crazy. Um, the icing fun. on the cake, you guys, freaking Utah. Mind you, we do not get earthquakes. Like, it's very rare. Like, I think we... if we do, we don't feel them. No, we don't. Yeah, we get, like, little ones. But, I mean, we don't get real, like, ones that we feel ever. Tell me this. In school, did they tell you, like, one day there's... Yes, my entire life. My mom always says that they've been saying that for the whole time. So, you've just been waiting all your life, like, it's going to happen. Yeah. No, I agree. And so, one night... Okay, so one morning, we're all sleeping. And for everyone who's not in Utah, we're sound asleep, whatever... You guys. Seven, seven in the, in the morning. morning. Seven in the morning. Yes. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. Oh, no. Seven in the morning. You guys, we had a 5.7 earthquake. Okay. Yes, California people. I know. <laughs> that's weak sauce. That's nothing. But in Utah, like, you guys, that was, that literally, like, lasted, I thought I was going to die. I like it lasted I think it lasted a total of 10 seconds, maybe, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. But it was for a really strong. It was strong. Yeah. And then we had like what thirty aftershocks yeah. within like, like what was it like maybe yeah. a couple no I think it was thirty aftershocks within the first twenty four hours or oh, something no, I'm like sure yeah it was like it was insane bad. and so and ones that we actually felt and then t- uh, Tamika lives close to where the what's it called might as well the epicenter yes and so right on top of hers. <laughs> hers was even worse <laughs> yeah it's like poor thing was over here having like freaking anxiety <laughs> attacks like nobody's business yeah because then you feel every single aftershock you're like it's gonna happen. Again, and, just, and it's just like a little, yeah, and then it stops you. I like, and I, I woke up literally right before it happened. I don't know if I just heard it before I felt that's what it. everyone's asked. Did you hear it or and feel it first? I, I don't remember. I like woke up and then I had like hanging plants in my room, so like they, they were literally swinging, and my, oh my husband gosh. like just was going, <laughs> I was like, like panic <laughs> no, mode. His anxiety yeah. just don't the tell throat. him what you were telling us. And he said, I was like, What do I do? What do I do? And he's <laughs> having a freaking hyper, he's hyperventilating, and having I'm, some like, get out of bed. Toddler's still That's sleeping. And then, like, once it was over, I was like, this is your one time you can do that. If you ever <laughs> panic like that ever again, me and Ryan are leaving your ass. You are not to be allowed <laughs> to be a vagina. Yeah. You need to get <laughs> up and help us. I was yeah. Like, be a man. Like, I was so mad. <laughs> no, she, so she, mad. she told me the next day. She was so bad about it when I saw her. I was dying. Well, um, I was like, he literally was just holding on, like, the bed. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I wish you would have had that on camera, you guys. I really like my son just And mind you, my brother's like six what how tall is Kaden? Like six one or something. Big guy. guy. And he's like over there having a panic attack. So funny. We've been training all of our elementary lives for this moment. And none none that I know that would just I completely forgot to get at her dad. Like I didn't even remember that. I was like I think I stood in my hallway and I was like, hey, what do we do? That's like my sister. It's funny because I like right after it happened, I like opened my window. And, like, all my neighbors are standing outside, like, just in their pajamas. Okay. They're all like, did you feel that? Okay, thank you. Okay, so last time we had that little one that was, like, a three-something and it barely shaped, but, like, still. I went out in the front and everyone was out there. This time, again, it was 7 o'clock in the morning. That happened. That was my first reaction was to get outside, like, right after it happened. And you guys, no one was out there. Not see, one in the, in person. The said, Don't go outside. So it's like, yeah, confusing. Well, honest, okay, this Where is what it comes down to. There's no safe place. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, do something. I guess. It's true because they say the door frame is not safe because apparently it can like that's smash what you. Us. <laughs> My that's table, guys, I'm sorry. My table, I'm going to be dead because my table kind of old. I've remodeled it a couple times. Like, <laughs> Bethany doesn't have one. My aunt has, like, a little four-seater one, and they have, like, eight people in their family. So I was like, yeah. hey, are y'all going to go? Yeah, some of us have, like, a desk. Like, yeah. it comes down to in Utah right now. We're not safe to be inside because of the earthquake. We're not safe to be outside because of the Rona. Like, yeah. No, it's true. No and I remember thinking that day, too, like, okay, well, what do we do? Because we can't, like, be together. Yeah. We can't, yeah. like, what are we supposed to do? Anyway, yeah, it March was March 18th that, that that it happened. Yeah, and uh, so since then we've had a couple other ones like since that we fell, and so we just had one couple, last couple week. days ago. Yeah, no, yesterday we felt a two point seven. Oh, house. I didn't. Feel oh, yeah. So we don't feel that See, the, over here. Yeah, I but. feel it like bigger there. But you're really kinda, living on it. Well, yeah, yeah, you're really exactly. It, so so. kind of like as it gets to you guys, it kind of ripples and dies. But yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the fact that we felt it means it was really bad. So, oh my um, but yeah, even the aftershock we had the other day that they had on the news, I'm not kidding, someone's camping trailer looked like it was jumping. It wasn't yeah. like going side to side. It was jumping up and down. It was the craziest thing I've ever so seen. Scary. Um, but yeah, so 
again, this is just the other thing that we were that we've been dealing with. So it's just been a freaking lot. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, you guys! I just have days where I'm like, it almost is like a four year old literally just decided to no. draw an imaginary story, and yeah. it's all freaking no, happening. Like, <laughs> I have like PTSD from it because literally the other oh, night, my Preston husband does. jumped into bed. But I was sleeping, and I thought there was another earthquake because oh he shook me when he jumped into bed. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got, I, like, popped up real fast. I was like, oh, my God. He's like, what's your problem? I was like, what just happened? He's like, I just jumped in the bed. And I was like, oh, I thought it was okay. I can't be doing that. See, so, yeah, my <laughs> dogs, like, oh, come and lay by the bed, and they'll, like, sit and kind of plop. You yeah. know how many times that's happened where I'd be like, yes. okay, it's just Batman. He's yeah. just laying down. <laughs> just Batman. Yeah, or something like that. But, no, Presley, my daughter, you guys, she legit has, like, PTSD. I know, for real. She like a tr- garbage truck drives by and she mom is that earthquake oh is that is that a magnet was that earthquake and magnet like she legit is like magnet. traumatized this girl still hasn't slept in her room mind you again this is march 18th still has not slept in her room one time so yeah again this is just traumatizing i had never been in an earthquake until those happened yeah i can imagine being a little kid i was so blessed my kids were on vacation they were not even here yeah they were in arizona huh and they've only felt a couple of these aftershocks, but one woke my son up and made him cry. So that's the only one. Oh, see, that was just yeah, That was just a little one. I was like, that was nothing, bro. <laughs> like, you are so glad you weren't here. <laughs> I think there was an earthquake yesterday in Arizona. My mom was telling me. Really? No, there was one in California, though. Yeah, there was. I saw Seek um, uh, posted or something mm-hmm. posted yeah, that there was Segundo, one. my aunt lives there, and she had posted that I was It was only like a four or something. Like but three point. Yeah, it wasn't anything big, but enough where they felt it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, this is what this is what has been going on in the welcome state of Utah <laughs> on top of the rest of the country. Yeah, welcome to freaking 2020. Whoever said 2020 is going to be our year? Yeah, you were all, we're all bullshit. It's the year I decided to get my, my shit together too, so. That's just great. See, and it's a year I think I've lost all my shit. Like, I don't know what's Same. going on. I'm, I'm losing crazy. my shit. And it doesn't help that I've gone down this rabbit hole of like conspiracy theories. Oh my, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what's over here reading these conspiracy theories and posted it. I'm like, girl, I can't add any more anxiety <laughs> to my freaking life like I can't even read it but then I can't help but not yeah, read it you know what I mean? and so I was what did I do this morning read that whole thing you posted <laughs> on Facebook I was like you asshole sorry guys I gotta let people know I know <laughs> the corona it's not really the corona oh <laughs> uh, yeah there's so many different conspiracies going on right now which you know some of them I do believe and some of them some are kind of kinda crazy some of them oh yeah yeah and they're like, That's oh, crazy. it's all coming to light. Everyone needs to watch The Great Awakening on YouTube. Oh, see, I haven't watched it yet. Again, I no. honestly, no. I can't. I can't watch any of it's those, good, like, weird Let's corona just say ones. Disney, it's not the same anymore. I don't see, do I don't want to do it then. No. I loved it. I was just holding my Disney shot glass earlier, just saying that I miss Disneyland. Oh, yeah, no, even your mom was like, I'm going after all this is Disneyland. <laughs> Send me there. I'm gonna live there. Uh, yeah. I, anyways. 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 Back to our uh, no more ranting over the Corona conspiracies. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so that has all been happening. Um, but we are all like we're all really excited for season two. Mm-hmm. We have some good Get stuff coming, it. you guys. We have been uh, okay. Another thing I've been doing on this Corona, I've like pre-recorded <laughs> like eleven podcasts with yes. people. So, That's yeah. That's a big round of applause. Yes. I, I literally have had, like, three tiring. a day once. Yeah, it's very exhausting, not only emotionally, but physically, because, like, you know, you got to actually listen, like, yeah. be alert, you know? Hey, guys. So, quick break. So, if you came to my podcast launch back in August, you saw one of the vendor booths from the lovely ladies from Clone Apparel. The founder, Alex, was actually a guest on episode 10, Darkness Before Dawn, which was about suicide prevention. They specialize in apparel for every booty, men and women. I can literally go from recording this podcast to the gym to picking up the kids from school and never have to worry about them moving, scrunching, and showing my booty. They are squat proof, moisture wicking, and did I mention super affordable? I'm talking nothing over $40. You can find them on Facebook or on Instagram at Clone Apparel. That's K-L-O-N Apparel. And the link to their website is in the bio. If you use my discount code, candle in a dark room, one word, you will get 20% off. So make sure you check them out because I know you'll be obsessed too. So I have some really good content, some really good people that most of you have probably heard of, um, you know, some really good influencers who have had some things happen to them that you wouldn't even know. Uh, You know, we actually are having... We have a male who was sexually abused by his older brother 
and grew up in a really just drug addict, dysfunctional family, which I'm really excited for you guys to hear because males, the stigma for males to come out yep. with this kind of stuff is so miscommunicated. And, and it's so it rare to, that they... It's not they, rare, but it's rare that they talk about it. It's rare it. that they talk yeah. about it and tell their stories. So yeah. someone that's huge. Yeah, and I'm so proud of him. And he's a friend of mine. He's actually one of my brother's best friends. And, and you know, he came to me and just said, I'm ready. So... Again, this is one of the step. great things about Kennel Dark Dark Room is I have, I feel it's like, platform yeah, we've given a platform to, because he's never even shared this with his own family members yeah. until now. And it's getting people to be like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about it and not like, I'm ready to use my voice. I've, I've been voiceless for so long. I'm ready now. Well, and I hate that it's too common. You know what I mean? It yeah. sucks that it's too common, but for us to be able to put that out there now for the, the younger, stigmas. yeah, mm-hmm. to end the stigmas. To end the cycles and mm-hmm. for people to be more aware for their own kids so that right. our kids don't have to have this be a common thing. A common thing, exactly. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, I think that it, so many people are actually go through it and the fact that nobody talks about it has always been hard. But now that people are coming out with it and starting to talk about it and be more open about it, it's so nice for people to realize they're not alone. Yeah. And I remember that feeling of feeling like I was alone. And, you know, I've interviewed two people that have had very similar stories to mine. And as sad as it is and heartbreaking as it is, and I wish it never happened to anybody else, it's nice to know that I'm that I'm not the only one. And I think that, you know, people like him who, came, who are coming out with this, it's going to be nice for other males to hear this and be like, you know what, it's okay. I'm still strong. I'm still a man. I'm still, you know, yeah. all these things. Even though I'm going to come out and tell you what's happened to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we have him coming out. We have a big influencer who has dealt with body dysmorphia, anxiety, and, and other mental health issues. Uh, the sweetest person ever. And she is seriously just, like, so cute. But you And you would never know that she had this. Literally, I believe that she's, like, so beautiful and flawless. But mm-hmm. the fact that she has dealt with all of this... And, you know, I know she has some, yeah, some OCD and some, like, things that she deals with mentally just goes to show you that you never know what people are going through. No, discriminate. Yes. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) No, and that's the truth is, um, I think that's why I really wanted her on and she was all for it because people look at her and think that she's just perfect Mm -hmm. and really they have no idea. You know, she has days where she can barely get out of bed or she has days where she can barely look at herself and it's just things like that that you know, make you realize that people, well, that's the thing. I actually all people go through similar things like this. Something like a quote of some sort. And it kind of said like, everyone sees the recovery that you've gone through. They see the success. Mm-hmm. They don't see the behind the scenes. They struggle. don't see the journey of it. Yeah. You're yep. going through what you're going through. The things that people have never even heard or seen that you go through in your own head. Like mm-hmm. they don't get to see all that. They only get to see like the end result. Of, right. Like here I am. And this is who I am now, but you didn't see like what I had to go through to get. Right. And I think that's what a lot of, um, that's all the misconception of everything is people come to me all the time that are like, holy crap, I didn't never would have known that happened to you until I heard your podcast. Like I am mind blown that this, you know, because again, it's one of those situations where what am I going to do? Put it on my forehead. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have to continue living. I have to continue life. You know, um, I, have talked about in the past how like doctors didn't even think I was going to make it through and here I am. So it's just really cool to hear other people's stories and just kind of see how anybody can go through what we're going, what we've gone through. A lot of people have gone through. Um, we also have, this is another good, a really good one that I'm excited for you all to hear. It'll, it's a young woman who I'm really close with who actually went abroad and was, um, drugged at a bar and woke up in a hostile type environment, basically, with dozens of men watching things happen to her. She's doing really well now, but she definitely still has a lot to work to do. I'm actually working with her through the Healing Through Trauma course, and it's been, you know, like I said before, life-changing for her. Um, but I really want you guys to hear this story because it's so crazy, like, what happened to her. It's and like a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's literally a Lifetime movie. Like, the yeah, way it like, happened, the way the stuff that she says... Right. So it's just crazy. So I really just think it's something to be aware of because all the time people are going abroad. Yeah. Young women, well, let's go take a girl's trip and go to Europe or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, this kind of stuff happens. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. Um, She is super brave and I'm just so proud of her for coming to me for the first time. She's never told the story to anybody else. And it's only been like a year, year and a half, I think. 
Um, but she was finally ready. She was ready to go towards a step of healing. And to her, it felt like sharing her story was that first step. Amazing. So yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, I have a couple of survivors of sex trafficking. One who was as young as 17 years old. And the other one, I don't remember how old she was. But yeah, we have a couple different people t telling their stories of being sex trafficked. And I think, again, this is something that everyone needs to hear and be aware of because yeah. it's something that happens all the time it, under it our nose. It always gets swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, literally, it could be like your neighbors across the street. Like you never know. And so I think this is a really important episode, episodes as well, really important episodes. So um, also I have another one that a lot of people know if they are in the trauma world. She is a public speaker. She um, was actually assaulted a few years ago on the side of the road. Um, and her story made national news. And so it's really crazy. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this story. She now goes and speaks to students at colleges, law enforcement, just to raise awareness on sexual violence and how sexual violence affects mental health. Um, she also teaches the, the law enforcement how to respond to people who have been through trauma, which I think is really important. So again, this this is just a couple of episodes that we recorded. Some really good stuff, some really informative stuff. This season is going to be raw, honest, full of facts, truth, and most of all, strength. I think as you know, as humans in this world, it can be really harsh and really hard. So to tell these stories and for people to hear them, I think is really, really important. Mm -hmm. So people can know that you can really get through anything. And as hard as it is in that moment, you can get through anything. You just like have to do it. Check too of like, yeah. yeah, things may suck in your life, but there's these crazy stories. It can not always that, be worse. Yeah, not to like discredit what you're right. going through, but to be like, okay, well, there's hope. If someone's going through something this traumatizing, like what I'm going through, I could definitely get through mm -hmm. as well. So. Exactly. Even if it seems like the end of the world, there is always light at the end of the tunnel at some point. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like I've said this before, you have to just look for it and look for that little spot of light to see, you know what I mean? Um, so last thing is I really wanted to talk about, you know, some of the episodes that we had last season. I think that we had some really, really, really awesome episodes. Um, again, we've had some things that have really helped people and helped them get through a lot of, a lot of different incidents in their life and be open to talking about it. Um, we, excuse me, we interviewed Alexis Haynes, who has was went through sexual assault. She ended up having a TV show, um, ended up becoming a drug, a heroin drug addict and all this stuff. And now is a mother of two and, um, it basically has her life together and has another podcast as well. So that was a really good episode. Um, we talked about a don't label, like not to label ourselves mm -hmm. and not basically what labels do to us. And I think that was another, that was probably one of my favorite episodes because it's so like big in the world. Yeah. Like, and we had, it was nice to hear from like three different, yeah, like two other people. Yeah. I had my mom and my friend Val who have been through things where they feel like they've been carrying labels around with them forever. Um, and I also attached with that episode, I did a campaign with Unleash that was a really big moving moment and photo shoot that we wrote like labels that people have put on me and that I put on myself and wipe them off and basically start over. So that was a really good episode. Um, obviously we talked about the new stuff that happened with my stepdad. We talked about suicide anxiety, a um, episode with my friend Tessa who has a very similar story to me and she is just like the epiphany of strength and I just was really excited about that episode with her. Um, we talked with Steph who talked about just self-love after crappy things happen to you and when you learned, when you stop loving yourself and kind of how she refound herself. We talked to a daughter of a person who committed suicide and that was a really, really good episode as well kind of the effects of how suicide affects your loved ones even after you're gone yes. and how much it affects them. Um, and we also talked to Cassie Skirbo about um, her Buddha bullying nonprofit organization and kind of how she got to where she is today because of, you know, everything she's been through. Mm -hmm. um, and then one of my favorite episodes, which I think you guys agree, was our episode with Dr. Beal. And he is a 
psychologist and owns a trauma center. And he talked about EMDR and how trauma affects the brain and everything else. And yeah, yeah. so why was that your favorite? I just think all the information that he gave, I was like, just the science and like mental, yeah, all the medical advice, everything he gave. I had never heard of that type of therapy before. And so just hearing like the different ways that it could help and also the statistics he gave of like people that deal with crazy health issues right now a lot of times that trauma can the trauma that you don't deal with then can relate into physical issues in the Mm -hmm, future mm -hmm. so that was really interesting to me especially I know a lot of like my grandma that's gone through some crazy trauma and all the health effects she has right now, like, mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, just hearing that, I think it was just the information that he gave was just so crazy. Well, and even, like, now that my dad's gone, and I want to do a little bit more into this as well, you know, in the future, but he had went through abuse and trauma as a kid, like, some really, really crappy, um, similar things even what I went through, abuse and stuff, and my dad never dealt with it. And then he became a cop detective mm-hmm. and more went trauma. and saw Added. more trauma. And so then here we are. Now he, you know, he got stage four stomach cancer out of the blue all of a sudden and now he's gone. So yeah, I think that was one of my favorite episodes because yeah. I've know I know, you know, done a lot of research and I know a lot about kind of how trauma affects the brain and how it affects your body and stuff just because of my own experience. But to sit down with Dr. Beale, I remember I pretty sure every time he said something, I was like, oh my gosh, I know what you're talking about. You know, everything exactly. he said was it's just like eye-opening. Yes, it really just put a period to my questions. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I had so many questions about myself, my mental health, and all these things, and he just answered so much for me. So yeah, that definitely was... got my brain going on, like, mm-hmm. thinking of my own trauma, like, mm-hmm. family's trauma, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, all is making sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he just talked about the EMDR and how that helps and how that is a huge, huge healing Which I don't know technique. if I told you, because I kind of told you during that, I was like, my grandma went through, like, some crazy trauma growing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and so I actually, because the trauma that she went through, and maybe we can do an episode on this, because I think mm-hmm. it would be interesting. Yeah, but, we've talked about that a lot too. Um, she, I, no one's ever talked about it. I've just, hearsay. my mom said, like, oh, she dealt with this, this, and this growing up, and this, this like, her siblings. So... I never had talked to her about it, and then I brought it up to her after that. Mm-hmm. We recorded that episode. I was like, Grandma, have you dealt with, like, what you went through growing up? And she was like, I'm actually doing the EMDR. She said she was doing that and that. Okay. And I asked her, I said, I really, she's like, I want to, I think I want to write a book or something, which she has tremors, so she can't physically right. write or type or anything, so... I was like, let me help you tell your story. Like, right. we can record it, and I can either, like, whatever, type it up, or we can do some kind of a podcast yeah. or some type of a story to help her. But, like, opening that door to even talk about it. Yeah, yeah. just releasing huge. all of those years of yeah, not being I don't know a lot of what happened, and so, like, being able to now, I'm in this position to be like, okay, let's talk about it. Because mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I would love that. Like, Well, I can't imagine, like, going, you know, I went 30 years without telling my story, and it was hard. Yeah. And it took a toll on my life and my mental health. So, yeah, to go, that you know, 80 be, years yeah. with holding that secret in and holding those secrets in, mm-hmm. I think definitely put a toll on your body. Yeah. I even still, when I get stressed out, I was stressed out yesterday or the day before whatever, what happened? I got migraines. Like, I get I get sick. I get migraines. It's weird how your body, my body reacts. reacts to yeah. stress. Yep. When it, Especially so when you have, like, that trauma brain. So, so yeah, I think um, those were my one of my favorite episodes. What other episodes did you guys really enjoy and learn a lot from? You know, what's funny is I think just knowing you growing up and not knowing that that had happened to you when I had first seen that you were putting your podcast out. Mm-hmm. And this is... I think when I reached out to you mm-hmm. to like help because it was like the second episode when you explained how your mom found out like mm-hmm. hearing like what happened in that moment like it was kind of very eye-opening I guess to me and that was probably one of my favorite episodes because just to you were free at that moment mm-hmm. from the secret right but it, that didn't necessarily mean that everything was fine and you know it right. kind of is just so raw but that was just the biggest moment of like yeah i'm free even though there was still a long road ahead yeah, you went through a lot more after it was that, still especially a huge... your family your mom well just thinking right. of, like i messaged your mom like yeah the minute that i heard like that part of the story and i was like 
I can't believe that happened. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I can only imagine, like, at that time, yeah. her being a mom and working so hard. I, I already knew she was, like, such a hard worker. So yeah, she had, like, way. three jobs. Because yeah. in your head, you start to think, like, maybe there was something, maybe there wasn't. And then I was, like, at me being a mom, knowing, like, oh, there's so much going on. Like, it you can be really miss hard it. to miss yep. something like that. Especially when you were threatened to hide it so right. well. Mm-hmm. So I think that was one of my favorite episodes, just because that was, like, the moment of truth. Mm-hmm. even though it kind of like obviously opened up Pandora's box of healing and all that right stuff. yeah, but yeah that was, was like a bigger way more bigger thing that you thought it was going to be like in such a deeper right. way absolutely like yeah. yeah I feel like your story really did truly touch like a lot of people's lives yeah I like think even at school I had so many people come up to me oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. like, can I just hug you I'm like why me? Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, your your sister's like so brave, and yeah. like, and they were like, and then they felt like they could talk to me about like their traumas, and it was like this huge like ripple psych- effect. Ripple mm-hmm. effect, exactly. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, it's cool. So I well, thank you. I appreciate that because that was that was definitely a those were some hard episodes to record, but I don't you know obviously don't regret that at all. I think that it's. Not only without those moments big in my life when I was younger, but just telling them were big too. Like reminding myself. Because I think I put on a mask for so long from even myself that like I didn't talk about anything. And so when I said it out loud and talked about it and released it, it was almost like listening to another story. And I was like feeling bad for myself. Like, oh my God. Not feeling bad for myself, but feeling empathy. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened to you. Like, you know what I mean? And so... Want to make you yeah, feel like it was because really I know for a long free. time you kind of felt like it was your fault. You were yeah. forced to feel that it's your fault, and so to hear people say like, "No, like that's crazy. You should have never gone through something like right. that. Like mm-hmm. no one should." It kind of just reassures you that okay, I really was the victim in this situation. It wasn't my fault, right? You gave me a lot of validation of like not knowing that I was just crazy. Or yeah, like, you know what I mean. It, it helps with that a lot. I Absolutely. think it was a definitely big part of my my healing. Um, a lot of people have asked me if this is triggering, and you know, to interview people and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, it's not necessarily triggering. It's more like I was telling you guys earlier. It's more draining just because it can be really heavy. Um, I love it, but definitely have to sometimes take a step back and be like, okay. I'm going to give myself a day to, like, just not think about anything like that. It speaks to you can't help other people unless you're in a position to do so. Because when you start to take on other people's, let's say, baggage of their Oh, yeah. If I would have done this a few years ago when I was, like, a mess. You would have went into a spiral probably (laughs) right back into Forget it. I would have been disassociating again. Like, who knows what it would have triggered. You have to heal. And I remember even my old therapist, who I told her I was going to do this, she was like, are you sure? Like, yeah. are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> this is this could be dangerous. But yeah. again, I'm just really grateful and glad that we, I decided to do it because just, I mean, honestly, I don't think I could have gotten through the last year with the new stuff with, mm-hmm. with, you know, John, with the stuff with my dad, if I wouldn't have done this because Absolutely. I wouldn't have been free from all of this. And I... You know, I tell people advice all the time, and I need now teaching it makes myself. It so you don't give yourself an excuse right. not. To I be can't be a hypocrite to. now, and so now I'm like, okay, well, I guess I gotta do what I tell people to do. You know what I mean? And so yeah, I think it's definitely helped a lot with my journey. But Beth, what about you? Speaking about just like healing, I mean, I know it was a short episode, but stronger than my anxiety, just because it was my brother, and then from mm. my point of view as the older sister and being like the mm-hmm. model to him and a lot of our childhood. Mm-hmm. And then seeing him at, like, that low, low that he was at, and then seeing him go through um, the treatment center and all right. that, and then seeing him be like, I'm ready to tell, like, yeah. he want, was, like, yeah, was able. And he's I was so like, young oh and ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is such a proud sister moment. Like, I was yeah. so emotional. And then he's like, why are you being weird? But, like, <laughs> but, like to me, just being, like, the older sister, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is such a huge step. Because, like, yeah. you know my brother, he's like, very he's, shy. And yeah, he's yeah. shy and just, like, boy. Well, and you as a sister, that's one yeah. more, a different connection. But you as, like, yeah. helping to raise him as well yeah. in a big way. It's, like, you're worried about his safety yeah. and his mental health yeah. and everything. So to, for you to see him, like, take those steps. Yeah, I feel like he was a good couple steps for, like, our podcast, too. Because he was the first youth to mm-hmm. be on it. And he was and the male, first right? male. Right. So I think that was, like, a good opener for like other people to feel comfortable mm-hmm. to like join on too. No, I agree. I think that was, you know, definitely a good one. I think that 
just being here in that room with him that day, I could see the kind of weight lifted off his shoulders. And I, and I, that's what I also love about this is, you know, even with um, Natalie who spoke about her dad, that's mm -hmm. one of my other favorite ones. She's so young and she talked about how her dad committed suicide and how it affected her life. I mean, you guys, we cried after, it's like very we cried funny. together. Cried yeah. To and not necessarily yes. because it's sad, but because she was feeling all this emotion that she hadn't dealt with. And yeah, I, I just love seeing that freeing moment when they, you know, realize that like, it's okay to feel the way you they feel. You can see the change in them walking into the, your door to record and then being nervous about opening yes. up and then them walking out being like, like literally totally just confident, yep. totally just be like, ah, like exactly. this is a new And even yeah. he, who's on the next, um, who's going to be on this season, her talking about her story in Portugal and stuff, like I literally got chills mm -hmm. and you know, we did it all virtually because of the coronavirus, but even just through that, I literally got chills. I, I was like trying not to cry. Not, but again, not because I have sympathy for her. Just because I, the empathy of like, I, just from what I've been through, I know that pain. But what you're feeling right now the is power. something that, yeah, it's just like, it's just so intense. And I was just so proud of her for, for using her voice and taking like her own experience and basically screaming it from the rooftop because she got shamed, very shamed. And you guys will hear that from the episode. Mm -hmm. But she was shamed by her closest people in her life and to watch her basically be like you know what screw you guys right yeah. screw you i'm gonna tell my story and you're not gonna take my voice away so yeah i just think that um yeah i just had we've had some really awesome episodes and i think and with like people speaking up like i think they know they're gonna like other people are gonna hear it yeah but i don't think they know like how much of an effect it is going to be mm -hmm. on other people. And by work, like by people being on podcasts, um, it's like open up doors for other people to be like, mm -hmm. wow, I want to do that too. Right. Like, I need to feel how they're feeling. I'm like, ready. I, yeah. I'm ready. You know, yep. no. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how I get most of the messages is like, I listened to your episode about this and this or your story or whatever it is. And I had something similar. This is my story and I'm ready to tell it, you know? And that's like my favorite time to see, like that's my favorite emails to read or messages to read. Mm -hmm. yeah, because, because people connect with a certain story in a way different way than mm -hmm. like you and I would. So we're just hitting those emotional, you know, the emotional trauma in a different way. Right. But it's, like we focus on the healing like these are people that have gone through it and then it gives them that hope right and that's the thing is like i don't ever leave it with the episode like okay well sorry guys that was a really depressing story how did it do? yeah you know what i mean the whole reason i do this is to show people like all this really crappy exactly. things happen but these people are here. Mm -hmm, these exactly. people are still getting through life every day. These people are still, they're using their voice. They're there making a difference a in their life. There is a in a dark room. Exactly. Absolutely. So, so, yeah, I think we've had some awesome episodes. I'm super excited for season two. Um, you guys, again, this season's going to be so good. So make sure you subscribe. Follow our, our page at Candle in a Dark Room so you can be, you know, notified for everything. Um, you'll be up to date. You'll stay up to date about everything from our merchandise, our webpage that's going to be launching, our content, and also speaking speaking appearances that I will be speaking at um, in the new near future. So again, uh, make sure you share our page and like all of our pages, Facebook and Instagram. If you guys have anything else. Um, and if you have a story you'd like to share, you can more you're more than welcome to reach out to any of us. Yes. Um Instagram, you can DM me or also my email is attached to both my Facebook and my Instagram. So you can uh, send me an email through that. Absolutely. So anything else? No. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're excited for season two, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye.